1: It's the season of The Witcher. Something has changed, Carol. So let's get this wagon train a-moving.
2: See, y'all just sit and watch. You look like you had it figured. Thanks for the help.
1: I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend. Friday, December 17th through Sunday, December 19th. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Jeff Garland has exited the long-running ABC sitcom The Goldbergs following an internal investigation into multiple complaints about the actor's on-set behavior. EW has confirmed that the 59-year-old comedian will not complete filming on the Wendy McLean and Covey starring comedy's current ninth season after staffers approached Human Resources with reports of alleged verbal and physical conduct that made show staff uncomfortable. According to The Hollywood Reporter, The Goldbergs' cast and crew were informed of Garland's exit on Wednesday morning. EW has learned that the decision for Garland to leave the program was a mutual one. ABC and production company Sony declined to comment on Garland's departure from the show. Representatives for Garland didn't immediately respond to EW's request for comment. John Hamm is coming back for Good Omens Season 2, and he's not coming empty-handed. Amazon Prime Video confirmed Hamm's return as Archangel Gabriel, as well as the fact that he'll be joined by the Angels Michael, Uriel, Sarah Gale, and Muriel. Shelley Khan has also been cast in what is described as, quote, another key role from Hell this season. Season two is well into production in Scotland, with Ham joining about halfway through. A return date for the series has yet to be announced. All this week, we have been sharing our picks for the best of 2021 and so much more, including best TV episodes, best film scenes, best performances, best podcasts, most shocking TV moments, and best video games. Be sure to check out All of that fantastic content from the writers and editors of EW, as well as more on all of these stories, plus other news reviews, interviews, and more at EW.com. All right, let's start things off with a sharp number five pick. Claws. As the TNT dramedy kicks off its fourth and final season, Niecy Nash's Desna is still finding ways to pursue her American dream. With the casino gone, her friendship with quiet Ann and Tatters, and the nail salon's rent having tripled thanks to gentrification, Desna decides to start selling opiates, which soon leads her into a drug war with local gangster Uncle Daddy. The conflict escalates when Quiet Anne, who still blames Desna for her wife's death, joins Uncle Daddy's operation and helps sabotage Desna's plans. With Bryce, Jen, and others caught in the middle, Desna will head towards a showdown with Uncle Daddy as she chases her dreams at all costs. Here's a preview.
2: If we want to live the American dream, ain't nobody gonna do it for us but us. We're starting over. We might not get this chance again. I got a plan. We're gonna take the oxy and sell it right underneath the fat man's nose.
0: Desna stole your pills. We don't have to kill her to destroy her.
3: We are at war. Sisters are doing it by themselves. You'll do whatever it takes to get what you want. Let's build
1: a damn empire. Oh boy, sounds like Claus is sending things out on a high note. The final season begins with a two-hour premiere starting Sunday at 9 p.m. on TNT. Number four. Now we're moving forward with our number four pick, Swan Song a new sci-fi drama film from Apple set in the not-too-distant future. Two-time Oscar winner Mahershala Ali plays Cameron, a loving husband and father who's expecting his second child with his wife Poppy, played by Naomi Harris. But everything changes when Cameron is diagnosed with a terminal illness, and his doctor, played by Glenn Close, offers him the chance to shield his family from grief by swapping out his real self with a new version that can quote-unquote take over. Now, this might seem like a Black Mirror episode in the making, but Swan Song is much more tender-hearted. As Cameron grapples with whether to alter his family's fate, he learns more about life and love than he ever imagined. Here is a bit of that trailer.
0: So he has everything? Even the memories you store deep in your subconscious. Do this with us and let life go on for your family. A clean swap. If lovelessness
2: What's going on, Cam? Can't figure out what the right thing is
1: here. Oh, <laughs> thought I had more time, I guess. Oh, man. We're not crying. You're crying. Written and directed by Oscar-winning filmmaker Benjamin Cleary, Swan Song explores how far we will go and how much we're willing to sacrifice to make a happier life for the people we love. You can stream the movie on Apple TV Plus right now. <laughs> it's trivia time swan song star glenn close is the female record holder for most acting oscar nominations without a win with eight but what living actress has the second most with six amy adams Sir ronan or michelle williams stick around for the answer Now, get ready to feel the holiday cheer, and not just for Christmas, with our number three pick, With Love. Created and written by former one-day-at-a-time showrunner Gloria Calderon-Kellett, the romantic comedy series follows the Diaz siblings, Lily and Jorge Jr., over the course of 12 months and five different holidays. The duo, and the entire Diaz family, will navigate the highs and lows of life and love during some of the most heightened days of the year, including New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, the Fourth of July, and Dia de los Muertos, and, of course, Christmas Eve, also known as Noche Buena. The charming trailer will make you fall for the siblings, their love interests, and their parents, cousins, aunts, uncles, and every other Diaz. Here is a bit of that.
0: I told Carmela about your breakup. What? She's gonna tell everybody. I
1: heard
2: about your breakup.
1: Well,
0: who needs Bumble when you have a bunch of Latinos doing the dirty work for you?
3: I I don't need no man. Let me introduce you to someone well educated.
0: That's my cousin.
2: You're nervous on meeting like ten family members.
0: Try thirty plus. Be afraid. They're okay that I'm down with the D as long as the D is, is not, not the devil. devil. I hope you're hungry. I made some carnitas that'll make you see the face of God. I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, but it's not beef. It's pork.
1: I need Lily Diaz to the dance floor. See what I tell you. This is a gosh darn delight. We spoke with creator Gloria Calderon-Kellett, who told us why she made With Love and why it was important for her to bring intersectional representation to the holiday rom-com genre
3: it really came out of sort of the pandemic. I was home and I was missing family and I wasn't able to do the big holidays that we usually always do. And I also added to that was just this barrage on Instagram of, you know, black and brown and queer and Asian bodies consistently in trauma. And it was so heavy. It was just a heavy time of year. And I go to light stuff. That's what I go to when I'm when I'm feeling that heaviness. And it was Christmas time, and I was watching all my favorite Christmas rom-coms. I watch with Harry and Sally every year. I watch Love Actually every year. And I was like, wait, it's like for real white Christmas. Like, where are the bad <laughs> people? Where are all- I want to give something to all these people who have been through trauma that I think everyone could enjoy. It's just going to be through this lens. And that's what I went to Amazon with. I said, like, I'd really love to make something and add to the canon of those Christmas warm, fuzzy things that we want to watch every single year, but make it through, not, you know, instead of being the best friend, we're the we're the center of the story, and uh, I want to do it not just for the Latino community. I want to do it for the LGBTQ community and the API community because that's what my world looks like, right? Uh, and they were so supportive. I mean, I pitched this in January of this year. Oh wow. You know, and we went into we had the writers in like February, March. We were shooting in June. Like we really, it was a it was a speeding train. And so I'm so grateful that they that they found the need for the show. And um, you know, I always like to try to trickle in a little a little bit of healthy. Uh, you know, I I would say I like put put the put the broccoli into the mashed potatoes, I sneak it in there. So in what is wrapped up as a nice little cozy rom-com, we're also having some important conversations about identity and about religion and about all those things I always like to investigate. But hopefully the setting and the warmth of the family doesn't make it feel didactic and it makes it feel very lived in. And, you know, we're the first show to ever have a trans person ever in a holiday anything, according to Glad. So it's just nice that we can put that out there and at this time of year, something that's just warm and loving in
1: earnest well you can see all of that love in action right now with love is streaming on amazon prime video stay tuned folks our top two picks are coming up what to watch we'll be right back
2: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear
1: check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals The trailer for The Lost City took the internet by storm this week, teasing the upcoming adventure comedy starring Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum as a romance novel author and her handsome cover model who are thrust into an epic jungle adventure. Unfortunately, they are woefully underprepared for the treacherous terrain and dangerous creatures, such as the leeches that latch onto Tatum's character, leading to our soundbite of the week. This is not a romance novel. Jungles eat people like us.
0: Hey, what is that? Get it off, I, I can feel them sucking my soul. River like a
1: on me. That feels like there's more. Holy mother of God.
0: Ah. Uh, they
2: just sucking out of my butt like a big old jama juice. Oh.
1: It really is a jungle out there. The Lost City hits theaters on March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Number two. <laughs> now let's toss a coin to our number two pick. The Witcher. Netflix's blockbuster fantasy series is finally back for Season 2, picking up with Geralt of Rivia and Princess Cirilla after they finally met in the Season 1 finale. As the new season begins, Geralt brings Ciri to the safest place he knows, his childhood home of Kaer Morin, the mountain fortress where the Witchers of the School of the Wolf train up young'uns in the ways of the Witcher. There he must help Ciri learn to become a monster hunter, and to harness and control the mysterious power she possesses before it's too late. Here's a preview.
2: The North and South are war.
0: Monsters roaming when they should be hibernating. Maybe it's the end of days. Are you your
2: life? I've lived through three supposed end of days. It's all horseshit. This continent was meant for no one. None of us will have any peace. Until there are no monsters left in the world.
0: That's my home. My fight.
1: Siri is really leveling up this season with plenty of swordplay and other action to prove it. EW's Nick Romano recently spoke to star Freya Allen, who plays Siri, about her own training to pull off this season's stunts.
3: I only hope to do more because, I mean, I'm always wanting to do more. Because um, obviously this season she's training and we have to leave something for for other potential seasons. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to yeah, get to do even more than I have this season. But yeah, it's definitely it was a nice taster of um, getting to use a sword.
1: Oh, interesting. So you're sort of saying that like you didn't want... Siri to come across as too trained to kind of, like, leave room at the end of the season to continue throwing?
3: secretly, because I love it so much, I did just want to do everything, you know, all the tricks and everything, and get to fight every person I come across, but uh, unfortunately I'm not allowed to do that, so I have a (laughs) bit of Siri in me as well. I think she wants to do that as well and and she's not being allowed to do that, so we're kind of in a similar boat, so it's very easy for me to play out scenes where I'm being told I need to calm down with how much i'm wanting to train but yeah i'm sure there will be some fights with more fights with people and monsters in the future
1: well with the witcher already renewed for season three there's no reason to doubt that in the meantime you can start binging season two on netflix right now number one. and now we're heading west for our number one pick 1883. Creator Taylor Sheridan's Yellowstone prequel arrives on Paramount Plus Sunday heading back in time to tell the origin story of the prosperous but highly dysfunctional Dutton family. Real life couple Faith Hill and Tim McGraw star as determined pioneers Margaret and James Dutton who wrangle their young son their headstrong teenage daughter, played by newcomer Isabel May, the series narrator, and a sizable herd of longhorn cattle to make the arduous trek from Texas to Montana. They'll join a crusty old cowboy, played by Sam Elliott, Natch, and a band of immigrants on a road trip from hell in a stark retelling of America's westward expansion. Here's a preview.
2: You, e. James Dutton? Yes, sir. Mind if we speak? Whatever you're selling, I ain't buying. Daddy, my family's meeting me here tonight, and we're heading north. And we'll keep heading north till I find country's worth the journey. I admire your courage. you are gonna pick a fight. You can't win before long.
0: What's that for?
2: Not sure. But I sure hate you don't have it when we find out. This journey will be dangerous all the way to Oregon. I believe in you. I believe in that boy. And I believe in our daughter. And that's all.
1: In case you couldn't tell, it will not be an easy journey for the Duttons. And it wasn't an easy one for the cast and crew either. Here's Elliot, who's no stranger to Westerns, on the experience of making this series.
2: Taylor told me in the very beginning, he said, you're going to hate me when this thing's over. So I was prepared <laughs> for whatever came, you know. It isn't any harder or any easier than I thought it was going to be. I was nervous about it. I had, I'd had a couple of physical procedures. I've got arthritis in both hands. This is from riding horses, and I popped a tendon in it last week. I hadn't been in a saddle for 20 years. There was a few things that I was, had made me hesitant in the description in the script of the character, he's 45 years old, and that was the first thing I said to Taylor. I said, hey, pal, it's been a long time since I've been 45. He said, I, don't, I write everybody at 45, and I said, yeah, sure. So I felt like I was in a little over my head when I started, but at the same time, I felt like I knew that character.
1: Okay, well, at least some part of it was easy. 1883 is a reflection of some of the realities of the Old West. Here's McGraw on what sets the show apart from many other Westerns.
2: Westerns are so romanticized, uh, I think, in a lot of ways, is why they strike such a chord. Uh, I think it's easy to sort of uh, put a veneer
1: on what that world was like and what that lifestyle was like. And I think what we've done,
2: what Taylor's done and in 1883, sort of taken some of that veneer off of the romanticism of the journey in the West and put the power, the struggle, the hardships, um, the heartbreak and all that, all that stuff. I think that that's what 1883 has done.
1: And here is Hill to explain a bit more about why Westerns hold so much appeal for audiences.
0: There's excitement. There's Mm. this, this, you witnessing the beginning of something and there's always humor in it somehow, there's always tragedy in it somehow and I think the the life man with land humans with land and how we interact and the importance of it's like the beginning of how it all began for the white man you know and and, and the black man it's like subsequently I guess uh, D- discovering the Native American land, say, uh, you know, yeah. through, throughout the the course of the U.S. and the different locations and how uh, the different tribes and how they, you know, pr- participated in and protecting their land and and why it's so important that history should be factual, you know, and and especially in, in the U.S. I I think it just it brings everyone back to where it all began.
1: That is a fascinating way to look at American history, no doubt. 1883 begins streaming Sunday on Paramount Plus. And finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. What living actress has the second most acting Oscar nominations without a win after Glenn Close? Is it Amy Adams, Sir Ronan, or Michelle Williams? Try not to doubt your instincts here. The answer is Amy Adams, who's been nominated for her performances in Junebug, Doubt, The Fighter, The Master, American Hustle, and Vice, but has yet to take home an Oscar. Maybe Disenchanted will finally clinch it? Well, that is it for our show this weekend. We will have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. What to Watch. This episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall.